following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. Christianity has become known for judgy people, strange words, ancient stories, confusing rules, and a members-only mindset. This is why I stayed away from the church for so long, but it's not supposed to be that way. I'm Jill Devine, a former radio personality with three tattoos, a love for a good tequila, and who's never read the entire Bible. Yet, here I am hosting a podcast about faith. The Normal Goes a Long Way podcast is your home for real conversations with real people using real language about how faith and real life intersect. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for hitting play on this week's conversation. And one thing that has happened in season four of Normal Goes a Long Way, a lot of storytelling. And it's amazing to hear how people have been moved through God and by God. And one thing that I started doing in season four was thinking about some of the people that I've interviewed for my other podcast, Two Kids in a Career, and their stories and how the listener of Normal Goes a Long Way would really benefit from hearing those stories. And so the first person that comes to mind is Brandon Janice. This guy is incredible. And I had him on Two Kids in a Career, and then I just knew that I needed to share his story with you. And then we did some follow-ups, and I made sure to include him on both podcasts, and those episodes will be linked in the show notes. But then I started thinking about, all right, who are some of the other individuals I have interviewed on Two Kids in a Career that would be great for Normal Goes a Long Way? And it hit me. A lot of churches... Across the country, and even the church that I attend and work at, Messiah St. Charles, they're going on mission trips. And it could be Uganda, um, let's see, Guatemala, Poland. There are so many different opportunities, but you may not know exactly what takes place in a mission trip. Or maybe you have these preconceived ideas of what a mission trip is. And so... I had interviewed Andy Wiggins and Todd Larkin. They are the co-founders of Hearts and Hope for Uganda. And the conversation was really, really cool. They answered a lot of questions that I had that maybe you have about mission trips, about helping others in different countries. So our original conversation took place on October 27th, 2021. But everything that we talked about still applies to today. And they recently just had a team come back from Uganda and a lot of first timers and just hearing their experiences, it just makes me so excited to one day go on a mission trip. So I am introducing you now to Andy and Todd and the conversation that we had on Two Kids in a Career, but you're going to hear it now on Normal Goes a Long Way. This is an episode where I feel very prepared, but yet not prepared at all. And it, it has to do with this an amazing organization that I've known about for a while, but have just started digging in. And it's Hearts and Hope for Uganda. So I have the founders of this organization on the podcast. Let me first introduce Andy Wiggins and Todd Larkin to the podcast. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So we have obviously talked behind the scenes, and I know some of the story about what has led you guys to Hearts, hearts and Hope, but 
I want to give a little bit of a background that I attend Messiah Lutheran in a suburb of St. Louis, and so do you two. And it's this partnership that we have now with Hearts and Hope, where basically, and this is just me doing the layman's terms for anyone listening, we have a chance to help the different villages in Uganda and sponsor a child and get that child the education that they so deserve and need. And that's basically the gist. And I have seen this and I have seen individuals in the congregation go on mission trips and have always been interested. And then this year, it was the push for kids to get sponsored. And my husband and I looked at each other and we said, we're in. And so now we have sponsored a boy named Derek. I have his little journey with us so far, and it's very, very new. Uh, You can read about it at jilldevine.com. But I still have lots of questions and I still don't know how all of it works. So I thought that I would bring you two on. And I want to start with the background of how you two even know each other and how you began this amazing organization. Uh, Yes. So um, I'll jump in. This is Andy. Todd and I have known each other, you know, for years, Um, probably knew each other longer than I'd say we were really, you know, friends. And that's because we know each other more uh, from high school, but our wives, you know, grew up as, as best friends all the way back to Todd. I think it was middle school. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Like yeah. 11, 12 years old, something like that. Yeah. And so, uh, Todd's probably been friends and known my wife longer than, you know, than me. And, and, you know, just, uh, you know, later in life, of course, uh, because of our wives, we've, you know, spent a lot of time together, became, uh, you know, good friends. And, uh, that was, you know, what eventually even kind of led us to the, you know, attending the same, you know, church because our kids, you know, are uh, are also both the uh, uh, the same age. So uh, that's a little bit of the background. Kind of throw it to Todd to maybe fill in any sure. other details. Yeah. So, so you know, Tandy's point. Both of our kids are um, same age. Both are uh, his oldest and my and our youngest. Uh, they're they're both um, with both have two kids, um, and so our oldest kids are the same age, and our youngest kids are the same age as well. And um, they, we, we started, uh, the, our oldest started attending uh, Messiah and, uh, you know, our, our kids, uh, you know, just absolutely loved it and uh, ended up attending, moving, I, I moved from one church to, uh, to Messiah and um, really the background of Parts and Hope really is, is it started at Messiah. Uh, Messiah had been partnered with a village in Uganda for several years. Um, and I think going back to 2006 is when they took their first trip to, to Uganda and they really found... Um, you know, a place where they could, uh, Messiah found a place where they could really anchor and, and in a community and get to develop relationships with the people in that community, get to know them, um, get to understand their challenges, but also their joys um, and vice versa. Uh, that village could get to know the people of Messiah. And um, Andy, uh, in 2010, uh, at, a, at a baseball game, uh, mentioned to me that, you know, hey, there was a mission trip this earlier this year. And um, I'm really, I'm thinking about going next year. Um, He'd never been on a mission trip. I'd never been on a mission trip. Um, we both worked for Corporate America. Um, I still do. Uh, Andy's now a, a small business owner. But we'd never been on a mission trip. We're, we're not, quote unquote, missionaries um, in our minds. And uh, he said, uh, hey, if, if I'm thinking about going in, in February of 2011, I'm not really sure, though. But if you, go, if you go with me, I'll definitely go. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had never contemplated going to, uh, Africa, much less Uganda, uh, in my life. And, um, uh, you know, I, I guess I was moved and decided, yeah, I absolutely will go with you. And, and that, that first trip absolutely changed our life. Um, our, our, my life was, uh, I, I was broken, but also brought to joy in the, in the very same moments, uh, over the course of that trip. And, uh, Andy experienced that as well. And at the end of the day, some of the things that we experienced, um, uh, on that trip with Messiah, um, we basically wanted to take that same uh, involvement and, and, and model, as it were, that Ma Messiah was doing with uh, with this village of Nakabongo and, and allow others to join in that very same experience from sponsoring a student, getting to know your student, hopefully getting to meet your student if you ever get the chance to go over to Uganda, but also just the community engagement and the, the relationships that were developed um, between people on the trip, people back at home, uh, and these, uh, you know, our, our, our partners in Uganda. And so that, that was the start back in 2011. We founded Hearts and Hope, and, and 10 years later, there's eight villages now that we are partnering with, uh, 1,100 kids that are in our sponsorship program today. That doesn't count all the kids who've been in our program and, you know, moved on. And, uh, you know, we're super excited about the next 10 years. I want to interrupt the conversation of Hearts and Hope for a second to talk about a mission trip. And my question is, what is a mission trip? Because I don't know how you guys feel or if this is how you felt before you made that decision that you wanted to go, but mission trip kind of can turn some people off as far as the wording or what is expected or what is it? And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you two on, you guys are totally normal guys, guys that talk about how you can just hang out and, you know, just normal. So explain the whole mission trip idea and process so that regular people like you and me know what it is. So the answer is I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, of course, on a podcast, you can't tell, but I'm just smiling because everything you just said is is exactly what was going on in my head. So another part of the, the story of how Todd and I even came to go to Uganda was we were playing pickup basketball. You know, it's like the old man's basketball at church. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of new to the church and, and we we're just getting to know people through, you know, pickup basketball. And, and we're coming to meet these, you know, just normal, cool, laid back, you know, guys, but that they were also just uh, proud of their faith. They spoke about their faith. A number of them had the year before done the mission trip to Uganda. And so they were talking about it. And it was kind of that same perception of, well, I never thought about mission trips before, but here's these guys that I'm playing basketball with. They seem just like me, you know, we're drinking beer after basketball, you know, but it's still connected to the church. And I was like, there, there's gotta be something more, you know, to this church life than, you know, what, what I knew. And I grew up in the church, right? I mean, I, I've, I've gone to a Christian school, um, been Lutheran my entire life, gone to church, you know, my entire life. Um, but, you know, for me, there was a little bit of, okay, what is this about? And I remember my first mission trip meeting uh, going in and my biggest fear was, am I going to have to go and talk about my faith and so-called evangelize to these people? Cause I was like, that is not, that is not me. That, that is not what I'm good at or comfortable with. And uh, I remember pastor Chuck, he was like, 
absolutely not. You just show up and you just love on some kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, you know, very um, freeing to me was one, I had kind of seen these other guys. I'm like, well, if they went and they had a great time and it, and it impacted them and I'm being told, you know, a mission trip, especially through the church, right, is not just about, you know, kind of proclaiming the word, but, you know, it really is more about showing up and through your actions, let people start to question, well, why in the world would these people come halfway across the world? And it's almost like indirectly people start to realize, oh, well, they have a faith in somebody that cares deeply about us and them. And, and it, it's a game changer, right? And so it, it, it isn't at all what I thought. I'm sure Todd, you know, can, can uh, build on that too. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, when Andy asked me to go, uh, to go with him, I said similar concept. I was like, well, who, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a broken sinner. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not an evangelist. I, I probably, um, you know, <laughs> in any given situation point to the, my favorite, uh, Bible passage, but, uh, I, I would say that, um, you know, I, I was, for me, it was like, well, mission trips. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like doing projects and I'm handy and I can go over to Uganda and help, help these folks and, um, you know, help construct or do a project or something like that. And uh, that was my, my focus, uh, and my desire. And, but again, st- certainly, um, you know, apprehensive about what does it mean to be on a mission trip? And at the end of the day, what Andy described is, is hundred percent accurate. And, and to the point where, um, you know, we, we try not to do projects. We don't like to have, you know, Americans flying over to a third world country and, uh, providing quote unquote free labor that, you know, the local community or, you know, the, the, the locals could do themselves as well as get paid to do that work. Um, we really, you know, the focus and, and it, you know, <laughs> my eyes were open uh, wide on that first trip is come and, and meet and interact and engage with this community and these, these people um, who are your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and, you know, they have a joy in them and it's, in, it's rooted in faith. Go experience that with them and, and just understand them and, and learn about their culture and ask questions and uh, get a better appreciation for the challenges that they face, but also the, the joy and the, the, the benefits and the, the assets that they bring. Um, and, you know, that is a, you know, it's strange to think about, but so often in this world here in America, but, but also in, in Uganda, you know, people um, pass by each other and, uh, you know, are busy in their daily uh, tasks that they're uh, going after. And uh, when you get the opportunity to go on a mission trip, it's really an opportunity to slow down and to engage with uh, someone without the pressures of the, the modern world. Um, you know, my wife uh, on her first mission trip uh, made the comment of, you know, how many times am I uh, at home uh, in America and, and have an opportunity to just pause and interact in, in, a, in a really deep and profound way with, with someone? And even if it's someone I'm just now meeting, it's such a, a you know, an, a unique experience that doesn't always happen, um, you know, in today's, uh, today's society. And I would have to think too that after you come back from Uganda or even when you're in Uganda, your appreciation for what you have here has to just magnify. Absolutely. Um, but there's, there's also, you know, and, and that I will tell you that, um, you know, some of the guidance that uh, our pastor Chuck gave us and he, we were fortunate enough that he was on that trip with us. You know, he, he said, you know, when you come back and your kids, you know, at that time, our kids were nine and six, <laughs> 
they're going to ask you for this video game or take me out to dinner or give me this toy. Um, and he said, don't, don't put what you've experienced onto them. Don't, um, don't put that on them. Uh, understand that they're, they don't, they haven't seen what you've seen. They haven't experienced what you've experienced. And so, uh, you know, approach that with grace. <laughs> um, and, um, so that was, and it was difficult. Um, it was extremely difficult. I don't know Andy, if you had similar, uh, experiences with your family or kids when, when they haven't experienced that and you immediately get off the plane, you're jet lagged and, um, it's a completely different world. Yeah. I think, you know, certainly when you, when you go over there, you know, and, and now obviously, you know, Todd and I, you know, 10 years in, I mean, we've gone over, you know, more than 10 times, you know, each, right. You know, just about every year, sometimes twice a year, every time it's a bit of a, a reset because you, you do get over there and you, you realize just how fortunate, you know, um, we are. And, and when I even say we, it's, it's not, it's not just we meaning, you know, Todd and I and our families. I mean, it's, it's everybody in the U S and that's the, that's sometimes the tricky part is you come back and you got to be careful that you don't come back all self-righteous, you know, and uh, you know, Chuck's been great. He's like, look, nobody's, nobody that goes over there, you know, is expected to come back and sell everything so that they can serve the poor. But what, he really looks for and in, in what we get great enjoyment out of now as an organization is introducing people to these people in Uganda and seeing the fire ignited in them to try to make a difference, whatever that difference is, right? And for some people, it might mean writing a $100,000 check and saying, I'll build a brand new school. Uh, for other people, it might be as simple as, I'm going to donate to the, you know, food program because we've got, you know, kids that, you know, were struggling during the pandemic. And and then obviously for a lot of people, the way they get deeply connected is through sponsoring a kid. And so, you know, going over there, it, it's, it's heart wrenching and, and, and it's, and it's great at the same time, but um, you know, it's also, it's a just, it's a different world. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to really compare, but, we hope, and, and I think for Todd and I, we both agree, you know, we'd like to think we're kind of so-called better people for having experienced Uganda, you know, but it doesn't mean, you know, we don't still like nice things. It doesn't mean I still don't, you know, want the, you know, new fancy, you know, car or, you know, something at the house, you know, it, it, it just means I think a little bit harder about what I do and how I share my treasures and my gifts, you know, that that's, that's really all we can ask of anybody that, you know, gets involved in, in uh, what we're doing in Uganda. So you mentioned one of the key components of your organization, which is sponsoring a child and not necessarily a child. I, I, you could say a, a young man or even a young woman. And I, know from what I have experienced at our church that it is a a direct situation, meaning I know that the person we decide to sponsor is going to hear from me, is going to hear from my family. Um, I don't think that's the case in a lot of situations. And I believe me when I say any organization that wants to help out in situations like this is amazing. It really truly is. Obviously, we we can't, you know, argue that. But there is going back to the whole idea of a mission trip and what we have 
assumptions about it being there's some of that too when you're watching TV and you see some of these commercials come on. And I think that people have just been burned a lot and they're very cautious and they want to make sure, hey, what I'm trying to help and do, I really want to help and do. And so I hope that makes sense as to why I want to talk to you to about the specifics of the kiddos that are getting sponsored. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, certainly, you know, we've all experienced, you know, those moments where you, you, you're watching TV as the perfect example. And, you know, you see the videos of, you know, the, the hungry kids in, in Africa. And, you know, for some of us, it goes back to growing up, you know, when there was a lot of that was, you know, happening in the world or, you know, it's the, the animal, the sick animals that, yes. need, you know, help. And, and so it's a great cause. Those organizations are doing great things, but I think the reality is we, as people, as humans, First and foremost, we want to trust that where we're sending the money, it's it's actually going to do good, um, you know. And so I think for for us at Hearts and Hope, one, we're still small, and two, most of the people that we're working with um, and that are involved, you know, know somebody that has literally gone to Uganda and you know seen firsthand the difference that we're making. And and whether it's meeting your own kid or a lot of people go over now and they're they're meeting their kids, but they're also meeting their neighbor's kids and their friend's kids. Um, you know, so, so there's something about just working, I think, with a small nonprofit that you know the people that are kind of running it, working in it, you know, involved, have been over, um, that makes a big difference. And then I think that last part is, I think people also just want to know that the dollars I'm investing are making a difference. And sometimes it's difficult. I mean, we do lots of big projects, right? But sometimes it's difficult, you know, if you're trying to raise $100,000, you know, to build a new school for somebody to feel like, you know, their $300, you know, donation is is really making a difference, right? Because if you break it down, it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, I probably just bought, you know, a couple bricks, right? To oversimplify. But mm-hmm. then you, you look at, what the sponsorship program does for roughly $300, you know, dollars and, and it's changing a life. And that's why most of the people that are involved with us, it starts with that because there is one, a knowledge and trust that I'm making a difference. And it's because I know this child, I, I'm communicating with this child. They're, they're real. They're connected to me, only connected to me. And, and then a lot of people evolve from that to, well, what else can I do? How can I help their school? Oh, the school needs something else. Well, I'll donate because it, it's now personal, right? I'm trying to help, you know, my kid and I'm willing to pitch in to make his school better, you know, or, you know, make her, her community, you know, a little bit better. And, and one of the aspects of, uh, you know, I'll say, core foundational elements of Hearts and Hope is um, on that first trip, I had just started sponsoring a little girl. Her name's Patience in the village of Nakabongo. Um, and on our on our visit to that village, um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to meet Patience that first that first trip. Fortunately, I've been blessed to be able to go back and, and then meet her and interact with her in a much um, you know more involved way. Um, but on that first trip, um, Andy and his wife, Shay, had been uh, sponsoring this girl, Majorin, and um, 
for two years, I believe. And um, she was actually going to a school that was not in Nakabango. She was boarding at a different school. Um, but she came out to that village and I, I happened to witness Andy um, seeing her for the first time. And um, she came walking around the corner and, um, you know, taps Andy on the back. He turns around. It's Majorine. I had, you know, I <laughs> had seen photos of her, but uh, I didn't, didn't know Majorine, obviously, as much as Andy and Shay did. And, and just the uh, the joy um, in Andy's on Andy's face, on Madrine's face, the relationship that had been developed over those two years, you know, just exchanging letters, uh, and then finally meeting her in person. Um, and I was, you know, fortunate enough to have my camera out and, and taking a photo of that. And um, I, I said to Andy, as we were thinking about starting Hearts and Hope, is I, I want to be able to create an organization that allows or enables people to have that same experience. Um, and it's that one-on-one relationship. And Madgerine, by the way, she now works for Hearts and Hope. She's one of our sponsorship coordinators. So she's actually now in the field. Uh, she's got her degree in social work and she's in the field helping kids that used to be just like her and uh, helping them get to the, you know, the opportunity that, that she was blessed to have. So, um, you know, that's core to us is, is it's deeply personal and, and either you, know, you can go visit your child or, you know, if you do go and you know, you have friends who connected you to hearts and hearts and hope, you know, we, our hope is that you would, uh, would also, um, you know, be there to represent your neighbors and your friends who are also sponsoring a student and, you know, be, be their representative to that child and let them know that, you know, I know this person who's sponsoring you and that you're building this relationship with. We'll pick back up with this conversation in next week's episode. But first, I want to let you know that if you go to normalgoesalongway.com to listen to this episode or wherever you are listening to this episode, the show notes will have the links to learn more about Hearts and Hope. It will also give you more information on how you can help sponsor a child and also to make a donation. So every single August, they have a huge event called Party With The Purpose and it always sells out and individuals always are looking for ways to donate and contribute if they can't attend the event in person. And so I have the link at the show notes or on the show notes, I should say, at normalgoesalongway.com or wherever you're listening. You can just easily click it and make a donation. Now, in next week's episode, we'll pick up with the conversation and we'll talk a little bit more about the questions I have for what it's like to be on the receiving end, such as if I am the mother of a child who's getting sponsored, how does that affect me? And here's a sneak peek of what you're going to hear. You know, I, I will say most parents that are, you know, come into the program, uh, view it as a blessing um, and uh, are, you know, ain't excited to be a part of it, not only just from the paying of their school fees, but also because they now have someone, you know, across across the world who's investing in their family's life and, um, you know, they building that relationship. So um, I, I would say it's a. Uh, it's 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 always a challenging question that's a, a challenging situation to be in but ultimately it's a it's a blessing